0: Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter, copy strategist, and founder of Copyworks. Join me each week as I speak with experts in the fields of marketing, copywriting, decision-making, psychology, and more, all with one goal, to help you attract your ideal customers and inspire them to take action. My guest today is Janelle Amos. Janelle is a former three-times in-house head of demand gen turned consultant. As the founder and chief strategist of Elevate Growth, she helps B2B SaaS companies between $5 million and $15 million in annual revenue create comprehensive marketing strategies that drive brand awareness, customer acquisition, and revenue growth. In today's episode, Janelle talks about how a conversation with a business coach made her realize that she needed to shift her business focus to better meet her clients where they are and address their challenges with clarity and better focus. So let's dive right in. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. This is going to be a very cool conversation. I look forward to it. And thanks for, for giving me some of your time.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today.
0: Yeah, so you and I started talking the other day, because both of us have kind of shifted the focus of our business. And I just think it's such a great topic because people think that once they commit to to a, a niche or to a particular audience, that that's it. And it's kind of set in stone. And it's almost like copy where It's like, no, you can you can change it. You can go in and you can shift around it. So I want to find out what happened, what, what made you kind of shift your business and kind of take us down that whole decision-making process, if you will. So can you talk a little bit about first what you were doing, what your specific target audience or who your specific target audience was, and then what happened that made you realize maybe you needed a change?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for the past year, I was heavily branded under Demand Generation. at a podcast named Demand Gen Made Simple. I was Demand Gen Consultant. I mean, you name it. Everything plastered with my brand was tied to Demand Gen. It's been my whole experience. It was my previous job titles when I was in-house. And so it just kind of made sense to just branch out into that niche and using those specialties. But I've come to find, and if you Google it, actually, you can find this too. What is demand generation? Type that into Google and you'll find a blog from HubSpot that comes up. It's like the first organic result or something like that. It's like the first one. And it says, if you ask 10 different B2B marketers what demand generation is, you'll get 10 different answers. And over time, throughout the course of that year being branded as demand gen, I was really struggling meeting people where they were with that definition because everybody had a different perspective, a different opinion, a different set of knowledge or skill sets that they thought tied into demand gen. And so me coming, I didn't know where to meet them at if they were at like the very tippity top of educational, if they were already opinionated and it was this or that, and they're looking for somebody to fit their box. And so, with the definition of demand gen just being so subjective, it was affecting my sales calls, it was affecting my sales deals, and ultimately my pipeline for my business. Mm-hmm. Fast forward into it was June of this year, 2023. And I had enrolled in a business course to help me systematize, productize, scale my business. It was something that I wanted to do. I needed help. I've never done a business before, and I admit that. So I'm working with a business coach currently today as we're recording this. And part of that process was to better understand my target audience, my unique selling proposition, my skill sets, and do a competitor analysis with what everybody else who I would consider as a competitor and what their brand and messaging is tailored to. And holy, like bad words, insert bad words here, (laughs) like I did an analysis of 20 so-called competitors or people, you know, that names get brought up often And I even did some Google searches, random, you know, demand gen agencies, yada, yada, to find others that maybe I just wasn't aware. I was doing the same research on LinkedIn. I was looking at consultants, agencies, Mm -hmm. other stuff. I did did the whole nine yards. So came back, literally, everything was cookie cutter. Everyone was saying the same thing. Everyone, demand gen, results, like brand awareness, conversion, demand capture, everything, everything was literally cookie cutter. And that was when it opened my eyes. And I was like... I, I am losing deals because nobody understands why they should choose me. And mm-hmm. this is a great lesson if you're a consultant, if you're an in house marketer, in whatever industry you're at, it's important to know who you're talking to, the right. problem that you solve, and why they should choose you over anybody else. And at right. the end of the day, marketing, it is, you know, it's a commodity. Everybody is selling marketing services. And what I decided to do, was to use that to my advantage and Mm -hmm. to say, listen, everybody's marketing marketing strategies. Like clearly, like you go on LinkedIn, everybody's talking about the same thing. You go to Google, everybody's talking about the same thing. And I use that in my own messaging. So I say, everybody's marketing marketing strategies, why should you trust me? Mm -hmm. And then I added my own unique experiences and my skill sets and what I bring to the table. And you can go look at all that if you want on my LinkedIn profile. But that's kind of just the play on words of acknowledging of, listen, you could go with anybody and I'm sure they could do great results. But at the same time, like, here's why I'm a little bit different and offering that as just a a way to kind of disrupt the scroll, you know, a way to disrupt the, the, the pattern. And so that's what we ended with. So the big announcement that I did a few weeks ago was that I eliminated demand gen entirely from my messaging. And I'm now moving forward with the messaging of just marketing strategies that work without the agency BS.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what's funny is that I always talk I talk a lot on LinkedIn about value propositions. And the reason I do that is because that's exactly what you're talking about. The value prop is what sets you apart from everyone else. And whenever I'm working with a company and they I can tell that they don't really know how to differentiate themselves, I know that's gonna be their downfall. And so especially in a business like Demand Gen, where first, like you said, it's sort of vague. I mean, you've been on here before. And the first question I asked you is, what the heck is Demand gen? Because it seemed like this abstract, it's like trying to describe the color blue. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's just when you, you'll know when you see it. And so it's like, I think it's just great that you saw that because now you can set yourself apart. And even with that, I mean, have you had people come to you though and say, I thought you were Demand gen. So what's going on? Like, have, has anyone asked you about it?
1: Not yet. Knock on wood, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, is it's not that I'm, I'm not doing demand gen. It's I'm not messaging demand gen. And okay. so the difference is demand gen can still generate quali- quality leads. Demand gen can still increase pipeline velocity. Demand gen can still help you acquire net new customer logos. But you don't have to know you're doing demand gen specifically to get the results that you want. So I'm essentially cutting straight through that. I'm saying, I'm helping you get new clients. I'm helping you increase pipeline velocity. I'm helping you do all these things. Who cares how we get there? Like we'll get there. And I make sure that they're the right fit for me as a client by my own internal processes, right? And screening processes. But at the end of the day, they have to be looking for a transformation from where they are currently, what I say, point A into point B. And my demand gen experience and transitioning companies in a go-to-market strategy, specifically for marketing, helps them close that gap. I have a new screening process that I can then do that. I still technically do demand gen strategies that help increase brand awareness, drive lead conversion, yada, yada, the whole 10 yards. But I just eliminated demand gen from that and saying, listen, I can get you the results. That's what everybody's here to do. Let's cut the fluff. Let's make sure that we're a good fit for it together. And then that's, that's how I've been approaching it. It's also fairly fresh too. I think it's only been three weeks now since I've officially launched it. So, right. So I think
0: what the other thing that stands out to me is that you just really clarified your messaging. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about like with, with copy, I talk about how, Research has shown that when you write at a fifth grade level, which people are like, oh, I'm not going to insult my audience, but fifth grade level, you don't know you're reading a fifth grade level piece of content when you're reading it. You're not, it's not written like a Dr. Seuss book. It's clear, but it's not overcomplicated and it's easy to understand and people get through it faster. And so when you say, okay, we're going to skip over, you know, we're not going to talk about demand gen. We're just, I can get you results and I can help you make money and that's what people will hear you know so it makes so much sense because otherwise they're stuck on that demand gen trying to interpret themselves what they've heard about it what they think it is what you're going to tell them it is and they're going to try to blend it together and figure out what exactly you do where instead you're like all right let's just skip over that and let's just get to the results right so what so you you said so you're working with this coach And you can mention his name. I mean, it's fine. Um, But was there something in particular that made you make this particular change? Like, were you looking to make a change or it just was through this whole process of taking apart what you were doing that you realized you needed the change?
1: It was going through the process and realizing when I did the competitor analysis and I was like, wow, literally cookie cutter. Everybody right. saying the same thing. I had done onesie twosies of, you know, my direct competitors and was trying to figure out how I can stand out my messaging from that specifically. Mm-hmm. But really going through in 20, 25, LinkedIn, Google, in addition to the ones that I was already aware of, like I'm like, this is crazy. And it was at that point where I was like, I I'm blending right in. And that was that eye-opener for me. And so it was just the process of the course. I did not go into the course thinking that. I was not going to come out and still in demand gen, if you will, with, with the yeah. messaging. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And as you and I talked about, I've done something similar with my own business, which I didn't realize because I work one-on-one with a coach as well, a copywriting coach. And I just literally said to him, I'm just kind of miserable. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. I just didn't have the motivation, which for me, I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. I have never lacked motivation, but I just found for the first time that I wasn't looking forward to anything and I didn't know what was wrong. And so I, I got on a call with him and he just walked me through, asked me a lot of questions. I had no idea that I was going to be changing what I was doing because what was missing was this huge chunk of my background that I was no longer using, which is wellness, health, and fitness. I mean, I've been in, on expert panels, you know, I've written for every fitness magazine under the sun. I mean, literally, and I just burned out from it. But then I thought, well, for B2B, I don't have to talk about, like I don't have to describe how to do a bicep curl. That was the kind of stuff that's making me crazy. It was like, yeah. I, can't, I can't do another article on walk off the weight. So it was like, cause every magazine wanted that. Like we need a fresh right. idea. I'm like, all right, but this isn't that like that. This is B2B. So this is like business, you know, wellness health companies that are selling franchises, you know, that are selling um, products that are business related. So I never thought about that before. So it's just interesting that that you are kind of doing the same thing. And yeah, it it just makes it, I mean, do you feel like you have like a much clearer idea of, like you said, you've changed. What have you changed actually? Like you said, it's only been a few weeks really, but you do. I created a whole
1: framework. Okay. So I have a whole, like, what is it that we're doing? Step-by-step process. I can now score you. I can give benchmark industries percentages and I use it as an initial audit for clients. Mm -hmm. And then from there is what we use to scope out an SOW. But everything for what I'm doing, how I appear on podcasts, my website, the assets I'm creating tie into that value prop. So it's the right. core of the entire Apple, if you will. Yeah. And that was
0: the thing my coach told me, you probably were told the same thing too, is that you need to go in all in. All I, in. Said to my coach, I said, well, I've been writing for SAS. Does this mean like, can I write for SAS? And write?" And I actually, I, I actually talked to two coaches. I'm in one mastermind group, and then I have my other coach. And both of them said the same thing. Just 100% all in. You just have to. You have to just do it and then know that the people, the right people are going to find you. Do you have an easier time telling people what you do now? Is it, yes. Has it changed that?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's not that it, it makes it easier on me. It's easier for them to receive it, if you will. So, you can say, oh, I do demand gen strategies. And they're like, cool. But it's still subjective to what they think demand gen is. If I say, hey, I do X, Y, and Z, I generate net new leads, I get, I increase pipeline velocity. They're like, oh, cool. That's what matters. And so, that's what they get like marketing strategies that drive customer acquisition. Like, mm-hmm. that's what everybody's looking to do. That gets a lot more clear than just demand generation. So, the message is a lot more clear. Right. It still sounds like that would be a highly competitive area though, is it I mean, absolutely. Everybody's marketing marketing strategies. That's what I'm literally using in my own value prop. And so, but there's a lot of things that make me different, you know, which is what I talk about in a lot of the new assets I'm going to be creating. So more to come. Uh, So, (laughs) you know, you know, stay up to date. Um, But part of that is you just got to use it to your advantage, you know, and even the last six months, everybody has been branching into consulting alone mm-hmm. with all the layoffs that's been happening in SaaS. So you're seeing every, every day, there's two to three announcements on LinkedIn from people in my network. Oh, I have just started X agency or, oh, you know, we're, we're doing this firm or, oh, I'm now a consultant full-time. Cool. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's still highly competitive, but I, I truly feel that if you know how to position yourself and you put in the work, that there's going to be people who see and value that. And then the second thing to that is you got to do good work and you need to get results. And then you also need to tell everybody about those results. So right. by me specifically saying I do marketing strategies that work, that drive results, mm-hmm. I'm acquiring all my customer testimonials, data points, everything. And I'm going to be using that to back that up. So right. I did this for X customer. If you want that, we can do that too and use that in my advantage as well. It's like, I'm not just fluff. like right. I can actually help do some things. So, but one of the things I wanted actually to connect on for, for your audience here is a key point of both you and me needing to go through the process of getting a fresh perspective. And I actually put a LinkedIn post, uh, I think two days ago now, about needing to get a fresh perspective about how we're so subject to what I call tunnel vision of mm-hmm. not being able to take a step back and look at the bigger picture because we're just you know, busy chugging away. And I think that's what happened with both you and me. We just got yeah. so busy you know, chugging away. And so I can add that as a key takeaway for your audience is make sure that you're not just subject to tunnel vision. And, you know, if you need to, it's okay to get a fresh perspective because both you and me are coming out stronger because of it.
0: Right. And a lot of times we're afraid to because, I mean, it's a number of things. I don't know what your feelings are on this, but for me, it's like, will somebody really understand what I'm doing? Like, it, it's almost like it's kind of, in a way, it's a little bit arrogant on my part, but it's like the, the people really get me, you know? And yeah. and I know the coach that I that I talked to, to to find this transition for myself is someone I've worked with one-on-one for about a year and a half now. And I tend to be one of these people, I'm super loyal. When I find someone, whether it's just an editor or somebody that I really like, I will stick with them like doggedly until they do something absolutely horrific, you know? And it's just the way I am, I'm comfortable. And so with him, you know, I just told him everything. And he, um, I trusted him. I mean, I I think that's the big thing is you have to trust that people are listening to you they understand you. Yes. And it's funny because when you're talking about that, I was thinking about with with businesses with their value prop, a lot of times they come up with a company will come up with their value prop in a boardroom without any any outside information. And I call it like inhaling your own fumes, which is something I heard. I, I didn't come up with that. But it's like when you just listen to yourself, we you only know what you know. You're, you have this myopic view, like you said, you don't really understand how other people see you, I think is what it is. Hmm. So that really helps just getting that kind of perspective, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Was it actually, like, was it a one-on-one with you? I think you said, because you're in a group, right? So was this through a one-on-one coaching session or was it actually as part of a group conversation that you came up with your? new approach?
1: It's a, it's a self-paced course. So it's like an online academy where you go through and you walk through the modules, you sit, you watch the video and there's worksheets that come with that. So essentially you watch a module and then you have to like do the work. Mm -hmm. afterward. Um, So through that process, but I do get one-on-ones with the coach specifically. And then there's also group coaching calls where I can listen to challenges of others. And maybe even, you know, if I can jump in and help, or, you know, if others can jump in and help me, it's kind of more of a community standpoint, but it mainly came from just like doing the course and like doing the work and the worksheets.
0: Yeah. Well, most people take those courses or they buy them and they never take them. I mean, I, remember, <laughs> yeah. I had a membership when I was into my, I had a fitness membership for a long, about five years. And I literally had a one-on-one time and it was like a small program. It was a $47 program. And she called me or she didn't call me. She emailed me and said, I don't know how you got my name, but I didn't pay for this. Why am I being charged this? I had to literally go in and show her that she entered. I didn't put, It's not like I hacked into her computer, she completely forgot that she even bought the, the product. Oh God. You know, it's so, <laughs> then she's said, oh, okay. But you know, people do that and they just tend to buy stuff. So it's kudos to you for actually following through. Yeah. Self-directed and self-motivated.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. But this is also a little bit different where it's a high ticket course. It's not just oopsies, I added a credit card. Like you need to have significant thought behind it and you're being coached by an actual coach. And his name is Ray J green if anybody wants to look him up he helps solo entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs work and scale their businesses it's not a secret but it's it's still having one-on-ones with him it's still having his encouragement and you submit your worksheets into a community forum and that's how he reviews them and stuff and so yes it's self-paced yes you need to have due diligence but then also like it's it's more exclusive than just oopsies it's 20 40 60 100 dollars i mean Right. It's a little bit like you should probably do the work if you pay for the course. Right, <laughs> It's a little painful. Yeah. yeah. But even that <laughs> I've seen, yeah. I had, yeah, I've joined so
0: many groups and, and courses over the course of my years doing just being an entrepreneur. And some are, are good. Some are not good. I mean, as I've wasted money, I've, mm-hmm. you know, paid for courses that either I didn't do. Well, I can't say I didn't do them because I've done every one that I, I'm always like you're probably like the last one standing like if there's a group and there's 60 people that starts and it's a six-week group by the end of it there's like four of us (laughs) yeah but that's the thing you know that'll set you apart just being able to hang in there when everybody else is like bored or they you know the honeymoon period is over and they're like okay i was excited but no i'm not kind of yeah so
1: but yeah for me specifically it's my whole business it's my whole world i need it you know like that's my drive and urgency so that's the way i like to Put my mind yeah. to it at least.
0: <laughs> so what's next for you? Like, so what are your plans now for your business that have changed?
1: It's changing the way that I have customers onboarded. So initially it was just, hey, we have a couple calls, like, yes, I can help you and we'll sign it up. And then I'll get underneath the hood and I'm like, whoa, like, this yeah. is a little bit different than what we both thought about. Uh-huh. And so now we're doing a lot more of the diagnosis up front. And so that structure is going to help me be more successful, again, to get those client testimonials and data points and to really make sure that we're powering through a transformation. And the goal is to land longer term contracts with that, because after I get a look underneath the hood, then I can say, here's all the things that we need to do and tie that transformation with it. More so than just saying, oh, we're just going to have a weekly call every single week and like, da-da-da-da-da, you know, like, what are we here for? It's just another call on the calendar. But this is actually like, we're chugging through. We know from the very beginning what we're going to be getting through. And so rather than at three, four months kind of fizzling out of like, we're losing our momentum, the honeymoon phase, like you said, was like, hey, we're only halfway through what we're talking about. Like, this is where we're at, it's the project pro- progress we made, excuse me. And, you know, some underlying metrics that we're seeing that are showing success. That's the goal is to have a better structure for my clients so that they can have a a better engagement with me. And then from that is going to be some of the pieces of assets just from marketing collaterals. Now that I have a, a stronger messaging, you know, I can kind of do that more at blast, if you will. Like I stopped TikTok. I was just doing LinkedIn. I got so exhausted just from like trying to keep up with it and like, always thinking about what i needed to be doing and i've really come down and like okay i'm a marketer guys like what's the marketing plan to this right. and m- forcing myself to come back and say we need a distribution plan and so you know a couple a couple of new assets coming coming soon so that in addition to the client onboarding progress is is going to be the critical changes to that so it sounds like part of it is that you'll
0: be, and maybe this was what you did before too, though, is keeping them kind of up to date on all the analytics as they're changing. Is that part of it? Because I know Demand Gen is known for, okay, you need to give it at least three months or six months yeah. or something, right? Is Has that part changed?
1: No, not, not too much. I think it's more so of making sure we both know what we're working toward. And so having a checklist, if you will, up front, instead of creating a checklist as you go. Constantly needing to uncover new things and coming to the weekly meeting of like, here's what we're doing. Like, no, no, no. Like, here's what we have left to do instead of here's what we did. And so really making sure that you're adding value consistently. And maybe it's not even a weekly engagement anymore. You know, maybe it's whatever other pace we need to, what makes sense with the client. But it's making sure that we're leading with value instead of just having another call for the sake of having a call. So that's Mm -hmm. my goal, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I mean, so if someone wants to work with you, where can they find you?
1: Um, You can find anything on LinkedIn on my profile, Janelle Amos. Um, You can go to my website, elevate-growth.com, but LinkedIn has everything that my website has as well. But um, you can book a call directly with me through either of the two portals. And if you want, you can follow me, LinkedIn, TikTok, any of the other new social (laughs) channels. I'm trying to make a presence there too as we continue to grow.
0: Awesome. I'll put those links in the show notes, too, so everyone can find you easily. Well, thank you so much. This has been so interesting and very motivating for me to know that I'm not the only one who turned around the business in a different way that I didn't expect. So, yeah, it comes from a
1: fresh perspective. Yeah. You know, like that, I think that's the key takeaway from this conversation for your audience is You know, sometimes when you need a boost of momentum, like find a way to clear your headspace, or get a fresh perspective and find a way to get remotivated, find out what it was that motivated you from the jump and find yeah. a way to get back to that.
0: And it could take more than just a couple of questions. I mean, you really have to mm. get into it, so. Yeah. Awesome, all right, well, thanks again, Janelle. I really appreciate it, this has been a lot of no, fun. No,
1: thank you. Yeah, I appreciate your time, Linda.
0: And that is a wrap of today's episode. I hope you found some actionable advice that you can use to help you improve your copy conversions. And for even more copywriting exclusive tips, be sure to click the link in the show notes to sign up for my weekly newsletter so you don't miss a beat. And as always, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. It really helps me out. Talk again soon.